Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. And we are back to a moment where, you know, the aftermath of DC Fandome. You know, it got me thinking that there are moments where we were extremely excited and and we, we were, you know, so ecstatic over everything that was going on literally over last weekend. And now we're at the point where we're just, you know mellow down completely and it's like all right I-, I need to take a break I need to take a breather and just ensure that everything goes according to plan and we can move forward and look ahead to the upcoming project and the upcoming stuff that's going on literally within you know the next few months or so even to next year and uh, it-, it was at the moment where I just wanted to take a break for a bit you know it's not I wouldn't say burned out it's just want to mellow down a little bit and uh, do something interesting for this episode. And I thought to myself, with everything that's going on currently, how about I answer it in question form, you know, question and answers. And that's what this podcast is going to be about today. It's going to be, you know, questions and answers or fan questions, fan questions, you know, give a little plug into uh, Brennan Schaub and uh, <laughs> Brian Callen. But yes, this episode of the podcast will be question and answers, all questions considered type of thing. That's what we're going to do today. And of course, you know, I'm also at the ending of the episode, I want to give a little bit of an update in terms of what may happen to this podcast. I know you guys are thinking to yourself, oh my God, another thing that's happening. Come on, give us a fucking break. I get it. I get it. You know, but you know, with with everything that's going on for for so much and for so long, it's like at the moment where you're like, okay, I'm trying all of this stuff, and now all of a sudden I'm having more problems and concerns, and it's taking a huge toll on me. So I want to talk about that more in detail towards the ending of the episode. With that being said, let's get right down to it, shall we? Let's do it without shoutouts. And this episode of the podcast gives a shout-out to Batman 3 Jokers. So if you have not gotten to your local comic book store right now and picked up the new comic book made by Jeff Johns, Batman 3 Jokers, where the Bat family is going to go up against three cynical, maniacal motherfuckers in all of DC comic book history, go get it right now you will not be disappointed if you're a Batman fan if you're a Joker fan if you're a comic book fan in general if you know someone has never read a comic book and you want them to read something that they know they're going to love for everything that they want I don't know what the fuck I just said but that's how excited I am go and pick up a new fucking book Batman 3 Jokers it just came out book 2 is coming out next month and book 3 is coming out in October you will not be disappointed. With that being said, that's enough for our shout out. Let's dive into fan questions, fan questions. And that comes up right in a bit.
so be first and foremost, uh, I know that it's been a while since I've done a question and answer type of thing. I think it's been a very long time, actually. So if you truly think about it, this is my way of connecting back to you, the audience, the viewers, the fans of everything that's been going on so far. And I also wanted to take this moment to reiterate, you know, get my point across and there will be some points that I may touch more faster than others, and that's okay. You know, there's there's no shame in that. There's no harm in that. There, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. So, with that being said, here we go. So, this is the first one. By the way, the, uh, the ones that sent me these questions did not want to be verified. They did not want to, you know, be well-known. They wanted to be private, even though most of these questions are from, you know, two or three people. But that's okay, because... I can understand and I can understand where they're coming from. So if you truly think about it, you know, I'm, I'm respecting the privacy and uh, yeah, that's all there is to it. So with that being said, here we go. First question, are you going to see New Mutants this weekend? Hmm. Honestly, I do not know. I don't know if it's still a good idea to go around this time, even though I really want to see the movie and it's been postponed four times in this past two and a half years. But at the same time, I have to think to myself, okay, if not now, then when? If not now, then when is a good time to do it? Because we can't be afraid of everything. We can't be just shot in the dark for so long, just waiting for something good to happen if we don't take the leap of faith first. So that, in a particular way, is why I'm thinking I, I want to lead more towards a yes than a no, but I really don't know for sure, especially with everything that's been going on, you know, with this and my voiceover work and working and, you know, everything combined, family, obligations, and things like that. So if I do, then I will give a spoil-free review. It makes no sense for me to give a spoiled, filled review. It makes no sense for me to do that because a lot of people are not going to watch the movie at that time, even if they wanted to, due to fear and concerns of the virus. I get it. So, you know, it's it's most likely going to be that. And that that's, that's how I think it's going to be. So, like I said, I don't know for sure yet because I'm pretty sure the movie theater that's closest to me has taken some you know, precautions to ensure that everything is safe, that everyone's secure. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. If I do see it, then yes, I will do a spoiled free review. If I don't, and if I have to wait a week, a couple of weeks or so, then, you know, that it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. It's fine. Anyway, uh, let's see. Let's go to our next question. Our next question. And this one's from my baby herself, my girlfriend. <laughs> Considering that she doesn't know too much about comic books, so you know, I don't I don't blame her for asking this. Why do you love Spider-Man so much and what is Venom exactly? Well, you know, this is not only to her, but this is to many people, and I'm sure you can relate to this. Spider-Man is a figure that we've grown up with since Spider-Man the Animated Series along with Batman the Animated Series and all the cartoon shows that we loved and watched since we were kids. Do you remember at some point going to school and you know you you go to school and you want to just go home and watch your cartoons and you procrastinate doing your homework? Now, that's exactly the type of kid that I was. 
You know, I didn't want to go to Saturday morning school. I wanted to watch Saturday morning cartoons. And I and I'm willing to bet. I am willing to bet that they did that on purpose. They they did that to ensure that we would not enjoy our cartoons that we had to study and we who who does that? Who does Saturday morning fucking school, man? Like why? Why would you do that to us kids, man? Damn, it's the weekend. We have school 5 days out of the week as kids. And now you want us to add 5 days and a half? Or close to six? Come on, come on! Like, what? What? What the hell? Like, what? What? What the hell? Anyway, you know, uh, well, mo- moving on, moving on. <laughs> That's what she was trying to say. I love Spider-Man so much because he resonates with me. He resonates with a lot of people. You know, he's a young guy that can never catch a break. That is always hard for him to not only balance doing the right thing and being the hero but to also have a, a normal life you know he's always late with his you know having dates with Mary Jane his girlfriend he's always missing her plays and you know he can't pay his rent on time and and he's always getting fired from work because he shows up later he's exhausted and uh you know like he wants to have a normal life he wants to have fun but he he just can't because he's so focused on his obligation to be a hero to to do the right thing to do right for his uncle so that's why i love spider-man so much it's the fact that he's very relatable he's very very relatable and a lot of people can attest to this in so many ways now what is venom exactly uh, exactly like you just asked amor Basically, Venom is an alien symbiote, and a symbiote is an alien that has to combine or, you know, attach to a host, in this case, humans, in order to survive. That's what a symbiote does. And, you know, in the first iteration of the comics, I'm sure many people remember this, in the first time, he was made in a lab, and then there were soon after that, in other iterations, he comes from outer space. Peter Parker combines with the alien symbiote, which makes the black-suited Spider-Man that came out in the first Secret Wars comics. And then that happened, so he basically, he became stronger. He became stronger, like, wow, this, this feels good, you know, things like that. Unfortunately, more time passed on, and he was unable to bond with the symbiote. Well, the symbiote was unable to bond with it completely for him to do, you know, a lot of fucked up shit because... An alien symbiote makes like like releases your inner desires in terms of what you really want to do. So you can get cocky or you can get, you know, more evil, more sinister type of thing. And the infamous bell tower scene where Peter Parker is ripping the symbiote out from him. So, you know, after that happens, he goes into a new host, and in this case Eddie Brock. And Eddie Brock becomes the symbiote alien known as Venom. So that's what Venom is. Venom is an alien symbiote that used to combine with Peter Parker and is now his own uh, entity. Which, by the way, I have to reiterate, like, it's fascinating when I hear and read so many of Todd McFarlane's, you know, reaction in terms of how Spider-Man 3 was portrayed. Because when he saw Venom the first time, he did not like the movie one bit because of how small Venom was. And he purposely drew Venom to be big, to be this big Hulk looking dude that he's supposed to, it's supposed to be a heavyweight against a featherweight. That that was his main intention when he was designing Venom the first time. So I found that very fascinating. And uh, Venom did very right, uh, you know, to him with Tom Hardy's portrayal and ever since that portrayal of Venom the movie I've been more and more into symbiotes so much than ever before 
I've been reading the Edge of Venomverse comics. I love the Venomverse comics. I love the Planet of the Symbiotes. I love the Clintar. I love the new Marvel Venom comics that's coming out called Null. The uh, K-N-U-L-L. So I love that. I love the... um. Anything to deal with symbiotes now, I absolutely love. Whether it's Venom, Carnage, Phage, Scream, Riot, Agony, um, Hybrid, Anti-Venom, Toxin, you know, things like that. I love, I, 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 I'm now more fatuated with symbiotes ever than before. So th- there's a little run for your money. But yes, Amor, that direction, that question was directed towards you because you asked that question. That is what an alien symbiote is. That is what Venom is. Moving on. Who? Let's see. With Robert Pattinson being the next Batman, can you rank your favorite Batman actors from best to worst? Hmm. That's a okay. I, I can do that. I can do that. Number one, Kevin Conroy. Number one, Kevin Conroy. I don't care that you think he doesn't count. Like I said, I'm very nostalgic. He is my first and my first and only. I won't say only, but he's my first. Batman, I grew up with him. He resonated with my childhood. He made up my childhood. He's one of the main reasons why I want to get into voiceover. Kevin Conroy is my number one. Number two, Christian Bale. I love his realistic portrayal of the Batman movies. The Dark Knight will always be my first not gonna say first, but um my greatest movie ever. Like number one best movie of all time to me is The Dark Knight. I'm very biased and I know there are others that were way better. I don't care. It's my list, it's what I love. So Christian Bale is my number two. Number three, Michael Keaton. Again, I'm very nostalgic. I love the Tim Burton Batman films. Even though Batman did kill during those films, during those movies. I do admit, I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite because I did not like Ben Ben Affleck's portrayal of killing people. I get it. So I am being a little bit of a, a hypocritical here. But I have to say, I I, I really enjoyed it. I, I really did. I, I, I enjoyed, you know, the nostalgia. I, I love the dark tone. I love how everything was very, very dark and gritty during that time. And not to mention, we didn't really have knowledge, um, that much knowledge on Batman back then as we do right now. So that's why he's my number three. So Kevin Conroy, Christian Bale, Michael Keaton from best to worst. Number four would have to be Ben Affleck. I did enjoy the warehouse scene. I did like his portrayal, especially as Bruce Wayne. Like he's a very seasoned Batman. He's a very, you know, uh, wiser Batman, and he clearly knows what he's doing, and he's kicking a lot of ass. Did not really like him in Justice League, though. And I get it. We're going to get the real Justice League next year. We're going to get the new one next year, but it doesn't change the fact that we did see the film, and it doesn't change the fact that it already exists. So they did a complete 180 to his character in the Justice League film, and... It's why he's towards the lowest for me. I understand he's number one towards many people. I get it. Again, this is my list. Do what you will with it. Number five, Val Kilmer. Even though the Joel Schumacher films were very campy, I did like it during that time. I thought he did okay as Batman. He was very, you know, he he did okay. He really did. His Bruce Wayne was boring as shit to me, though. I did not get it. I, I did not get his Bruce Wayne. He was boring as shit. He had no life, no personality, nothing. 
and you know looking back on it now and this is due to memory I I still find him boring I really do and last but not least George Clooney Made I, need I say more need I say more you know I, I I'm just gonna stop right there George Clooney's my number my the last of my bunch so from worst from best to worst Kevin Conroy Christian Bale Michael Keaton Ben Affleck Val Kilmer George Clooney I will not put Adam West I feel like it's a little unfair for me to put Adam West as part of this list because I never I for one thing I was never alive during the 1960s and number two I was it's unfair for me to judge how Adam West was during that time especially with you know how how can I how can I explain this it's unfair for me to judge how movies and shows were during that time as opposed to right now. I'm from a different generation. So as perfect and how campy and awesome how someone could look back then could be different to how it is now. Some people might think, oh my god, you know, back in my day, well, it is not my day anymore. So again, I feel like it's a little unfair for me to make that comparison because I can just easily say, oh, he was too campy. He was this and he was that because if that was the case, I would have to include the Batman from the 1940s. You know, with, with the with the ears that goes diagonally instead of vertically straight up. You know, I, I don't want to do that. So that's why they will not be a part of my list. So so I already gave my list from one to six. I will not include Adam West as part of it. Moving on, our next question. If you can bring back one of these MCU characters, who would it be and why? Iron Man, Captain America, or Black Widow? Black Widow, 100%. You guys heard me many times before where if someone has completed an arc, especially when it attributes to their death and it was the perfect arc, I do not want that character to come back because I think it devalues what they did in that film. It's why I don't want Hugh Jackman to come back from from Logan slash Wolverine. Even though he played that character for 17 years, he's another person that shaped my childhood. He's another person that gave us fantastic content, regardless if a few movies sucked, like X-Men Origins and, you know, uh, X-Men 3, you know, things like that. But I would not want him to come back. I felt like his performance and the ending to Logan was so perfect and so awesome, it would devalue and slap in the face of many fans if he were to come back. And I feel the exact same way with Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, Iron Man, and Captain America. I do not feel that they need to come back. With Black Widow, is different even though she did die in Avengers Endgame. To me, it's a little different because we have not really seen her complete arc yet. Um, let me rephrase. We did see her arc, but we did not see the middle portion yet. We need to know what makes her tick. We need to know what gives her the motivation to be a hero or to be part of the Avengers or to join S.H.I.E.L.D. or, or, or to, to do the things that she's doing. We have to know what did she do or what was it from her past that makes her want to wipe the red from her ledger clean. You know what I mean? So... It's why I want Black Widow to come back. And even if her arc is completed in the Black Widow movie that will be coming out next month in November. Her coming back, if I had to choose all three, the lesser of three evils, it would be Black Widow still. You know, and that's just me personally. Next question. How would you incorporate the X-Men and the Fantastic Four into the MCU? 
Hmm. <laughs> well, the X-Men, what I would do is I would involve something that deals with Scarlet Witch. Because she's a mutant herself, not an enhancer like she was called from Avengers Age of Ultron. I would say she would be the best bet to do it, whether it's in her WandaVision television show or the Doctor Strange show. Will she be co-starring with Doctor Strange? The Doctor Strange show, the Doctor Strange movie. You know, I feel like she's the best bet to bring in the X-Men for the MCU going forward, whether it's Marvel Phase 5 or Phase 6. I understand it's not needed for the Avengers, um, for, for the X-Men to be incorporated now, but if there was a way for me to do that, I would have to do something with Scarlet Witch. And as far as the Fantastic Four goes, it, it's weird because I don't, it's been done four times already. So at this point, it's like, all right, well, we'll try again, I guess, because it's under new a new direction. It's for the MCU now. So, I guess for me, it's like, if you're going to bring them, maybe have something to do with Spider-Man. Maybe Human Torch gets injured in some way and, and, and they need Spider-Man to do the group thing and maybe they can become the Future Foundation. I would like to see that, a, a live-action Future Foundation movie. That, that'd be very interesting. So, maybe Spider-Man can do something with the Fantastic Four. That's, that's just my two cents. Next question, what are your thoughts on Eternals dropping the the title in their name? I don't really give a shit. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I don't really care. It's, it's amazing to me that this is reaching a few headlines now. And it's also amazing that, you know, whether it's comicbook.com or Screen Rant or whatever comic book, you know, article that they want to write and review... Dropping the the title, I don't think is going to make too much of a difference. Unless you want to go with the Eternals or Eternals. Like, whatever sounds better is up to you. I guess it could be a marketing standpoint or some kind of branding thing. And I think James Gunn said in an interview that they dropped the the title to give it to Suicide Squad. So make it the Suicide Squad. Which, again... Alright, whatever. If we want to be that lazy, I guess. I Again, I don't care. I, I can't really comment it too much to even give a shit about it. So, that that's basically my answer. I, I don't care whatsoever. We're still going to see the movie. It's coming out next year, early 2021, hopefully. So, we'll see with that. We'll, we'll do diligence with that. Next question. This is the second to last one. Can Miss Marvel be great even with the directors from the first Captain Marvel movie? Oh boy. Um everyone knows everyone that knows me and have seen the videos and have listened to the podcast knows that how much I feel about Captain Marvel and I think that she was butchered by the writers and the directors and if these same directors this since these are rumors if the same directors is also directing Miss Marvel I will tell you now, my hopes will not be high. My hopes will not be high at all. It's going to be at the point where we're going to be like, okay, sure, why not? It is what it is, I guess. You know, what the fuck ever. eh. So, uh, boy. I, I don't want to shit on them as much as I do, but I can't help it. Those who don't know about history are doomed to repeat it. So, if they have not learned their lesson, or if Kevin Feige, the MCU president, has not learned his lesson, and yes, I get it. Captain Marvel made over a billion dollars at the global box office. I get it. 
So maybe there's something there. But you have to understand, one of the main reasons why Captain Marvel, and it may sound like I'm sexist here or, you know, whatever, but with the controversy and with Brie Larson and the, the, the PR staff that they that they did not go, do a good job, you know, this, this movie is not made for white men or whatever shit that she said. It, it was more of a curiosity factor, to say the least. And in sometimes, in most cases, some movies that are very controversial will do higher budget because there will be people that's going to want to go into a movie to shit on it. And there's going to there's gonna be people that's going to go into a movie to highly praise it. And in this case, it was very divisive. That's another contributing... I'm not saying it's the main reason, but it's another contributing factor in terms of why certain movies you know, made over 800 million or 900 million or a billion dollars at the global box office. And not to mention, the majority of the box office sales came from across the countries, you know, from from outside, from the second world, from China and Germany and London and the UK and things like that. You know, you look at the numbers here in the US, they really do didn't do as high as we think it did. I don't know what the numbers are at the top of my head, but when it was first starting out, it didn't really break records, but it did in other countries. Why? Because they do not hold the same standards as we do here. With them, they just want to see something entertaining. They just want to see something that, you know, continues the continuity. And let's face it, over there, because MCU is Disney big is Disney's biggest brand, again, they're going to watch anything that relates to Disney. They're going to watch anything related to, you know, um the MCU. So, I'm not surprised that it reached over a billion dollars. But anyway, let's get back to our point here. If the directors is indeed going to direct Miss Marvel, then let's hope they don't drop the ball like they did with Captain Marvel. Let's just hope they don't drop the ball. Last question. What independent comic books would you like to see developed into a movie or a TV show? Ooh, okay. Uh... Let me give a little moment to think about this. Um, off the top of my head, I would love to see White Widow as a um, as a movie. I feel like White Widow would be a perfect asset. If you guys don't know who White Widow is, she is an independent comic book story or independent comic book that is made by the great Jamie Tyndall himself. You know, I collect his art and I love his art. White Widow is fantastic in terms of what I've read so far and I would love to see that into a film second off I would love to see Off Girl now uh, just real quick a quick synopsis White Widow is basically about a woman that has this that she was injected by something from her father and is now becoming a most badass superhero and the thing is what she, the powers that she uses is very very identical to a symbiote but it's not really a symbiote. So that's what I found fascinating about it. And I collect his art. I collect Jamie Tyndall's art. I fucking love it. Shout out to him. He is fucking awesome in what he does. In terms of, you know, uh, Off Girl, it's basically about a, it's a story about a young girl that kills people, that kills men when she orgasms. And it's most likely the evil men when she orgasms. I think that'd be a fantastic rated R film. I don't know who would portray as these characters. I have no idea. 
but I love what I read. If you go online right now, Off Girl Comic, made by the great directed, I'm sorry, written and colored and produced by Tina Fine or Fine. I'm going to call her Fine. Miss Fine, Tina Fine. Great, great story so far. Off Girl and White Widow is what I would portray as, you know, the comic books in general. That's it. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for everything. You know, an all-questions-considered episode. It was really fun to do. I got to, I think, I hope I got to organize my thoughts very, very well. If you want to your if you want your questions and if you want your shout-outs, hit me up. OTC Volume 2 on Twitter or Instagram. Mike Garcia VO if you want to contact me directly. I can be contacted and I will give a shout-out to anywhere as I possibly can. I know that did not make much sense, but you understand my point. Anyway, let's go into our superhero quote of the day, and this one is from Booster Gold himself. Someone once told me that the suit doesn't make the hero, so you fight it. You can be a hero. You just have to have faith in what you in what you are and what you're going to be. It's your choice, kid. You choose. And my reaction to that is Yes, we have the right to choose and if we choose to do good and we choose to do right to everyone else to 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 do what is necessary to help other people. That's what it means to be a hero where we don't question it and we just do the damn thing. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Before we end this, I just want to point out this. There is a chance that I may not do the podcast in in video form anymore. And the reason why is because I've been having so many technical issues with the video format on my laptop. I don't know if it's because my computer overheats even with the fan that I bought. I don't know if it has something to do with the CPU of a computer that takes up way too much data and way too much you know, time to develop successfully. Not to mention, it's been taking a huge toll on me these past few days to even get out the past couple of episodes. If I do continue delivering content on YouTube, they're going to be shorter videos. But I'm highly, highly thinking about switching back to just doing my podcast in straight audio. Now, if you want to catch more video content, there will be more video content. It will be shorter videos in terms of what I think in terms of a review on a movie or something else along those lines or me doing my voiceover work or anything related to that. But... I'm highly, highly thinking and debating about just ending the video podcast as a whole and just keeping it in audio form. So that's what I believe is going to happen next. But I'm going to do more testing this weekend and I'll make a complete announcement probably starting September. You know, we've tried it. Yeah, it's trial and error, and I know you guys are sick of me changing things every single time, and, and I, I get it. I'm, I'm very inconsistent. I understand, and I apologize for that. But, you know, sometimes you have to try things in terms of what works and what doesn't. And I don't think the video podcast is working out as much as I want it to, which is why you're just getting the audio of this particular episode. I, I mean, today, literally today, it took me six tries to do video and all of them just botched. And I wasted so many hours trying to do it. So it, it, it's why I most likely am going to revert back to doing just straight up audio. 
So there is that. Hopefully you guys are not upset. I hope you guys understand. And once again, guys, thank you for supporting me. Till next time, Monday night, we will talk more comic book news and related content on movies and TV shows. Remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care and be safe. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.